Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good day, hello and welcome. This is Jules and Jim's Joyride. I'm delighted to welcome one of the great singers of Britain today, who has been on my show a number of times, even co-hosted my show. She also has an incredible podcast herself called Table Manners with her mother. This is a unique moment for us. It's Jessie Ware! It's Jessie Ware! (laughs) God, you're good, aren't you? Aren't we? Jeez. Yeah, you're jealous. I'm a bit jealous. I feel like I'm going to learn a bit from you. Did you say say jeez or cheese? I said cheese. Well, I said cheese, but I'd like a bit of cheese. But um, I have to say, um, I, I, you are always so generous to me, Jules, and I love you so much. And um, you always let me come back, and it's fantastic, especially when you get to get drunk on Hootenanny could, could in we November. Just, could we just uh, substitute the word let me to insist? Okay. Oh, yes. Mm. Darling, of course. But yeah, I also have an excellent potty mouth, so that may come out today. You're, in the, you're in, the, in the right place. So where Have we got we... a bleeper? Oh, we should get a bleeper. Yeah, oh, a trumpet. God. We should have a live bleeper that we oh, do, You know, flag up the swear words with a trumpet after you've heard them. <laughs> yes. We're <laughs> making people's ears bleed on this episode. Anyway, how did you get here? Did you run? I got the fanciest bloody car turned up and I was like, I felt like a prince. I felt like Cinderella going to the ball. How fancy was it? It was well fancy. It had one of those like um, screens in front of you that a you never screen. would. You wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did get That's the. You, we sent the posh car. You, 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 most guests get picked up in the cart. So anyway, it was very nice. My lovely gentleman. It had water in the sides. Loved it. Felt a whole lot. You got the whole thing. Radio. Uh, yeah, transistor always. radio in the side yes, pocket yes. so you can listen, yes. to, listen all, to the horse race all of the extras champagne motoring for beer money <laughs> so that's how I got here I bet everyone's going to say this though no where there's a service station before you get to Scotland it is phenomenal if I ever play in Scotland, which I love to play, you go and you make sure that you save your wheeze up and you save all your, your, your kind of meals up to go to this one particular service station. And, and it's it phenomenal. T-Bay. And it's, yeah, and it is a fast shop. It's in Cumbria. Yes, exactly. Yes, T-Bay in Cumbria. It's bloody good. But now, I know the one you're speaking of because it is actually a motorway services, but unlike motorway services, they have homemade pies and they have homemade delicious stuff and it is actually, you're right, it is actually delicious food. I mean, I did make a study of an eateries along the Great North Road, yeah. many of which, of course, are now gone. There was the Quernho Caf, the Woodland Caf, the Woodview Caf, which was really super because on the side of it, it had chips, egg and peas, chips, egg and peas, painted like 10 feet high by, I think, the proprietor on the, on the, on the sort of brick wall on the side of it. Frank's. We used to go to Frank's. Yes. Down here, which was... I think the oldest, I mean, it was it was painted wooden planks that you sat on and you'd get heart on a Wednesday. Stuffed hearts on Wednesdays. Stuffed hearts on Steam Wednesdays. Steam babies' heads on, a, on Thursdays. <laughs> I remember being 
ejected with squeeze from a little chef once uh, for asking for a fish finger sandwich. And they said, but that's on the children's menu. I said, well, I'll give you a bit more money. Just like fish finger sandwich. They said, well, you can't have one. I said, well, look, come on, I'll give you an extra fiver. They said, no. I said, are you telling me that you won't give, if I'm, they said, well, call the police. I said, what are you going to tell them? You've got somebody offering you a fiver for a fish finger sandwich. Anyway, we got chucked out. Because yes. he demanded a, a yeah, children. Exactly. And that was in a little chef. Yes, that was Well, my ago. friend Dorian had a similar experience, and he's a vegetarian. He said, can I have the um, sausage, egg, beans and chips without the sausage? And he said, no. I hate it when they do that. And uh, he got ejected. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> he, he said, you can, you can keep the sausages. I'll throw them away, do what you want with them, but. So pernickety about just like if you're paying for it, then don't do the sausages. It's exactly. fine. Exactly, exactly. What's your favourite to roadside? But uh, what's your favourite journey? What's your what journey do you like? Um, I do get car sickness, so I remember when we used to go. It wasn't my favourite journey, but when we got to the place, it was excellent. But we used to have this place. We used to have a chalet. I don't know why it was called a chalet because that makes me think of France and somewhere very kind of Swiss ski resort. Yeah, or it wasn't that. A it caravan? was a plastic caravan yeah. or, that didn't move. Yeah. So it was like a, a mo- it wasn't nice. a mobile home. I know it the a bunker, a shed. It was just like a plastic, <laughs> a plastic shed, shed, but it was it was brilliant and and it was where in, was it? It was in Abbasot in North Wales, so oh, it was nice. an absolute schlep to get to. Six hours from London, the journey up. We'd go after school on a Friday for you know Easter holidays, and we'd go and we'd listen to from where from London from South yeah. London, long and, way, yeah real long way for my mum to do all on her own with fighting children in the background but we'd stop at a service station and I have a very huge appetite so I'd go for the fish and chips the beans and then about once and we'd always kind of stop at the wrong point so then you get to the winding roads of Wales and then I'd vomit it all up to the soundtrack of take my breath away um yeah and it was freaking (laughs) yeah it was bloody awful so I remember that being quite hellish take my breakfast away (laughs) exactly and so We'd get there and it'd be wonderful, but I'd be so peely wally by that point and I'd kind of be this weird shade of green. And um... Did you announce that you were going to be sick and did they stop the vehicle or did you just suddenly sort of projectile vomit over the inside of the car? Oh, I, I like to kind of, I, I, I like to make a whole, I, I would talk about it for a long time and then it would be that thing of my mum shouting to my sister, Hannah, get the window down, swap seats, Jessica, look out the front. It would be this whole thing whilst my mum is trying to just navigate us in the pissing rain, in the dark, at about 10.30 at night. And um, yeah, it, and then, you know, it's it's a horrible smell, isn't it, when you get a little bit I used to get side. that as well, and it, we would dished out handfuls of quells. They were called quells, I, I suppose the quell sickness. Yeah. But we, the sickness yeah, fella, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, I didn't a, do anything. No. I had a friend called Clive Head, and we'd been to the pub, and he had about 18 pints of beer, and mm. we were about 16 or something. And when we went back to my house, my mother had a bean bag. I never really liked the bean, but he sat on this bean bag. Mm. And then he suddenly went, oh, excuse me. And he was started being sick, but he lifted up his cardigan that he had on his jumper <laughs> and was sick into the jumper. That's very thoughtful. C- creating a huge bowl of sort of projectile vomit, which was well, not projectile, but and then he said, "Oh, excuse me, I've just got to go out." And my mum said, oh. "And so he went out to the loo and then sort of got rid of it." My mum said, "What a nice boy he is! I mean, he's so thoughtful, isn't he?" And she always really liked him after that because he sort of had done it all in his jumper, you know, rather than just all over the bean. I mean, the thing is, it's one thing clearing up your own kid's sick, but another kid's sick. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very kind of him. So you were saying another sort of journey you liked? Um, oh, well, I I love the train. Oh, I yes. can't Where'd I can't do boats. I oh. can't. I get very sick. I'm, I've got a funny tummy on the boats, and I kind of. I can just about manage the Isle of Wight crossing. I can do that because it's about 40 minutes or something. But yeah, I once was in, um, 
I was what I was on my gap year, as every kind of you know middle class child does when they're you know uh, out of school before they go to uni. And we were in Mexico, and I um I'd managed to get a dicky tummy throughout the journeys of whether it was doing coach journeys, whatever. Anyway, we got invited out by this like ex club med hostel worker called Mark, um mm. who um was a bit of a lost boy. And he said, oh, do you want to go on a yacht? We're going to go tuna fishing. And we were like, well, we, I, I heard tuna. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, and, great, yeah. and it was with all these people from around the world that were all in this hostel, didn't really know why they were getting invited. And a yacht. And it was a yacht. Yeah. And then we were like, God, this is quite an experience. We didn't have to pay either. So we yeah. were like, sure, get there. And like, you know, Bob Marley gets turned up. Everyone's Ooh. drinking a cerveza. Well, we're having a lovely time. Yeah, having a lovely time. I get fucking seasick. Have to vomit over the thing. Have to go on the Diet Cokes. And we're waiting for the tuna fish to, you know, we're waiting for to go fishing. And everyone, I didn't, what me and my two best friends, Alice and Clara, didn't realise was basically everyone had gone to have loads of drugs on board. You know, they were doing ketamine, coke, and we were very innocent for 19 year olds. We were kind of very naive. Anyway, the tuna, we, we don't go fishing for tuna. The guy says we're going to be on the boat for the whole night. And oh, we were no. like, hold on a minute. No, this is all no feeling really, this. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. get back. We yeah. kind of demand to get back. Turns out this bloody captain wasn't really supposed to have people on the boat at all he didn't have a license for having it and he'd gone too close to the coral it was a very and he was like i'm gonna have to get us back because if i it's a very tight thing between the sandbank and the coral and you know um coral is very precious and he shouldn't be touching it anyway we're like please god let us get back i just want to get on land and we hadn't eaten all day. Everyone's on drugs, and he's so drunk. The uh, the captain. No, drunk and it's captain. It, it's it's horrendous. And like, and then we're having to like man the boat, and then we get stuck, and he crashes into the coral. No, the whole night. Not he won't he won't um, answer the coast guards. Anyway, next morning, sunrise, and um, fishermen boats are coming out, and we realised we literally could have walked home because the water is so shallow. And <laughs> we, got, we thought we were going to die. And we hop on a fisherman's boat, and we're like, fuck you lot. And then this massive um, police kind of, uh, it's, it's a tank of a ship comes, and they're like, the police are coming. They're throwing all the drugs over. And we're like, adios, buckaroo. We're out of here. And, we hop, and then, yeah. We had a tuna fish sandwich after and it was great. It was the best tuna fish sandwich I've ever had of my life. But I, uh, that is my boat story. But, but that, put, that, we... that put you off boats. Yeah, yeah I, I can't, can't compete with that. Not with my stories What's of, your... of uh, drifting around the Norfolk Broads on a whole <laughs> It was a rental boat. <laughs> it was very odd. I don't know. I used to like going mackerel fishing in Wales. That was really nice because you, you, it's just an outboard and that's kind of doable. Mm. My mum always likes quite, we do it in Greece. We go to a place in Greece every year and we'll get one of the out, the like dinghy outboard things. And my mum likes to kind of heckle at the German um, nudists that are on the rocks. And she's like, put it away! And I'm like, you're so, you're obnoxious, mum. You're obnoxious. And I know you're quite enjoying <laughs> looking at that man's willy. It's just like yeah. the rocks. Why, They're why just keeping she, themselves who was, themselves. Who, who was captaining this little dinghy that took it to the nudist beach? Well, exactly. So I remember being on a helicopter once. I'd done the Radio 1 roadshow and I had to get a helicopter to take me to get a flight somewhere else. And so they sent a helicopter and this fella... And I was in a hurry to get to the other airport. And he said, oh, he said, just a minute. He says, I just want to make a little detail because there's a nudist beach around here. I want to show you it. So, and he hovered above the nudist beach with blowing sand everywhere all over the nudists. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really not interested. I want to go and get this, catch this place. But he, was, he wanted to do it. He wanted to show me it. 
There's so a, maybe it's a thing. They there's want to there's show a you. bass player I know who was on a boat on somebody's yacht having a nice holiday, and they went past a nudist beach in the south of France, mm. and they were stopped and they were having their lunch. They said, "There's a nudist beach over there." Mm. He said, "Is it?" Well, I had a glass of wine with lunch. He said, "So he thinks I'll just dive in and swim up to the nudist beach and hang out, you know?" Mm. So he dives in the water, starts swimming, and then after about half an hour, realizes the tide's against him and it's a bit further than he thought. And then after about forty-five minutes. He still hasn't got there, and the beach is still way off. And he's starting to panic, and he's really getting out of breath. And the boat's like a long way back behind him, and the beach still seems like miles away. Then, after like sort of fifty minutes, he really is panicking and sort of waves. And then he gets, he manages to just get as far as the beach, where he's by which point completely exhausted and panicking. And the nudists come and carry him out, and he has to lie there and begin resuscitation. Rescued by a nudist. <laughs> exactly. I used to live uh, in a house on a nudist beach in Sandgate in Kent. And, uh, I didn't there realise was, there was one in, in Kent. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, right, it was right outside my house. And I used to say to people, I've got there's a nudist beach outside and people would want them to come and visit me. I had so many friends at <laughs> well, that Well, before time. then, nobody but, would want to come and say the, hello. But the truth of it was, it wasn't a glamorous or in any way erotic or exciting nudist speech it would be three old eight-year-old blokes washing the bollocks in the surf <laughs> so you just find yourself in these reluctant situations being surrounded by willies and, yeah right but yeah there, there you are but trains you talked about a train journey enjoy, yeah. enjoying that what's your what sort of uh, do you, what do you enjoy about a train journey I, I just I think I even though it never used to run very well going to see my grandma getting that train from Euston, going and getting your upper crust baguette, tuna mayo upper crust baguette, and eating it before you got to Milton Keynes. Where did your grandmother live? Oh, Manchester, sorry. So you go to Manchester Piccadilly, Mm. but it would take forever. Anyway, I just remembered it kind of, and maybe it was more I enjoyed it because I love, I love UHT milk. And the little, Do you? Yeah, 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 very nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you're the first person I've ever heard say that. I love that. it. Yeah. I used to, well, I used to love they, it. They don't sponsor you, do they? No, no, no not yet. Um, but I used to love it because I guess um, you had to get your thrills from somewhere. So when the trolley would come, I'd fill up my pockets with UHT milk and I'd just back them like that, the little things. I don't know why I loved it so much. No, I can see that. We'll see where the. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, because I do that in hotels. I'll get the UHT milk yeah. and a coffee yeah. and then pour the whole coffee into the UHT milk and then imagine I've got some kind of very strong espresso type co- and then that. throw it back. I love that. Mm, interesting. And now a message from our sponsors. What's that sticking out of your pocket? It's my Curly Whirly, the most elaborate of all chocolate snack bars. Do you like a romantic trip? I do. I love a romantic trip. I'm a bit of a kind of sergeant major on a romantic trip. I remember when Sam, my husband and I went on our trip to Japan for our honeymoon. I'd kind of planned everything. Well, mine was planned through where we were going to eat. So we were having to have like Good three thinking. different lunches yeah. so that we could hit these different places, whether it was the hot sober place or the best place for ramen or the best gyoza place. So he just found it quite stressful and trying to navigate the underground in Japan was quite an ordeal, but the bullet train is amazing there. Um, And going to Hakone, but yes, I do. A romantic trip's perfect. And actually my favorite thing is when Sam and I will go away, maybe just for a night. Um, We love our children very much. Just like 24 hours just makes you just appreciate them that much more, just away from them. So we kind of, we we went away um, and Sam will drive. He's the best driver. And so we'll drive, we'll get the playlist ready. What have you got on there? It depends on the time of day. I mean, so, does, it, does, it, does it relate to where you're going to? 
Um, we, we did when we were in Los Angeles. We had like a kind of road trip California. We were going to Palm Springs. We went fully Neil Young. We kind of went that way. And that was really fun. Bruce Springsteen was on there. It was kind of very, um, it, it, was, it was a soundtrack for that. But at the moment, our playlists are dictated by our bloody children. So it's my algorithms on my spotter are fire fucked. Uh, it's <laughs> Moana, you're welcome. Again and again and again. Or it's, you know, something about if all of the raindrops were lemon drops and gum. I mean, it's just children. Frozen How old two. are they? They're four and 20 months. Oh, good. thank goodness they're not in their 20s. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> and, but Sam, Sam's really like, we should be educating them on brilliant music. And it's yeah, that thing. Yeah, we should so, Beethoven on here. And... So, yeah, exactly. Well, yes. Um, and we were kind of thinking more hip hop. We wanted to educate them on hip hop. And, uh, and, it's now my daughter just knows she goes tune for tune so we go back to back in the in the car and she gets a moana song or a frozen song and then we get a jay-z song or but no and so sam is a great driver i'm a terrible driver um i'm like a kind of boy racer my mum once got out of the car in the um uh, the Vauxhall roundabout um she just said i've got to get out because you are horrendous she just got out in the moving traffic and... you're driving that's pretty bad what, what car was it you were driving oh i had a my first car was a spearmint cinquecento oh lovely little Fiat. spearmint yeah spearmint mm. color it nice. was you couldn't miss nice. me mm. it was real did no. you choose the color well look i had like i'd saved up my money from working at where was i working i was working at peter jones on the perfumery counter and I'd saved up my money and I think it was maybe 850 quid. I got it from down on like Acre Lane and I was so proud of myself. And I zipped, to, I used to zip to school and my friends would fear for their life. to school. I yeah, I felt so independent. I felt like Cher from Clueless. Have you still got that car? I haven't. I, I then went, what did I go for? I went for a Seicento after that. So I've stayed Italian. I'm not a big, I'm not, I'm not, that. this is the thing, my, my, husband and I are very different in I mean I think boys also this is a huge generalization and please forgive me but like he is completely obsessed by what model car we're getting and I just care that it's got a good sound system and that's it and a windscreen and a, and a windscreen obviously. yes and um, but and, and that I can drive it quite easily um but I yeah I kind of it's never been I, my best my best car memory is my, that Cinquecento which was the ugliest little thing ever I mean it, but it was I, metallic spearmint so I remember seeing like extra a, Wrigley's extra a spearmint coloured um, E-type from Eagle E-types in um, Sussex because I, I was buying an E-type and he said have a look What's at this an one an E-type an E-type Jaguar oh okay the, one of the most beautiful cars ever made okay would you think yes I quite like the D-type actually that was yeah well i was buying this e-type and he said oh this is what you might want to be interested in this it's just come in from someone's garage and it used to belong to um george best and i've not looked in it yet so we had a look in it what was in the glove compartment it behind the seat a pair of knickers oh yes just what you'd expect were they his (laughs) they were very definitely a lady's but that's what you'd expect to find isn't it and that was it was it was probably more pea green i think it's quite a skill painting cars. I did study painting cars actually, but not you know like being a, when I was sort of sixteen. I thought that would be a really useful thing to do, to be able to make paint cars. You know, what um, with a spray gun and all yeah, that. All that yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you ever get no the fellow the it? fellow that was I've sort of worked for? The trouble was he was a bit of a scammer. He wasn't all that good. At, he, I would have liked to have worked for somebody better. He did things like somebody would come in and he'd sort of respray their car, and they'd come back and he'd say, "Well, 
thanks very much, but the door is a completely different colour to the body now. And uh, he said, no, that'll darken down, don't worry about it, it's lovely, it'll darken down. Of course it wasn't going to darken down, it was just a different colour. <laughs> and he sort of, he was endlessly doing that sort of thing, you know, so it was, he was a bit incompetent. But I learned a little bit. So I like those, you know, when you see something, like you see an, a, 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 a Nissan Sunny or something like that, yes. and it'll have a brown door, the rest of it's a kind of mm. faded blue, but it'll have a brown door on it, and maybe a bonnet of a different colour. Yes. I actually like that look. I think there's something to it. <laughs> is it you you love cars, don't you, both of you? Yes. Yes, this is yes. But we don't. But... I'm, I'm 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 I I just don't care. About, I feel like if I had a nice car, then somebody would key it on the road or something, and then it'd be like I don't know. I'd be too worried about it. Well, it's not you know yeah. And it's... I like to I like I do a lot of bumps on mine, so I kind of just need something that's. Do you bang like... into people? Oh, absolutely. I I'm re- very good at scraping the sides, in like. Yeah, in places where, you know, like a, I, I completely cocked my husband, who was then my boyfriend's car, in, in a multi-storey car park in Brighton. We were both at uni. Just from going, I went into like a concrete pillar, but I didn't just go into it. I kind of went back and forth. So like, it, it was it was shocking. He was very forgiving about that. That's very nice. So you, you could actually change, so maybe you did your door in, you could change that for another door, which was a completely different colour. I could have done that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll do it next time. There that. will be a next time. Yes, I think I think that's what, yeah. And do you like flying? Because so we don't like boats. Love Quite it. like trains. Love it. I love the whole. Thi- I mean, I feel like it's been ruined through kind of when they had started doing the one hundred milliliter thing. I mean, that was when it got really boring to fly. What's that? It? Well, you know, when you have to do all your liquids. Oh, and it the liquid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it drives me crazy. And um, but I love it, and I. I think that there is something incredibly pleasurable about flying on your own and being able to have... I mean, my daughter loves flying. She flew with me quite a lot um, when I was promoting uh, my third record and and working. So she's really good at flying. My son hasn't really had a chance to kind of fly that much because of... Well, just he's quite young anyway. Um, So she's a really good flyer, but I just... There's something about being on your own and being able to, like, back that red wine that just hits you even... High, when you're higher in the sky you watch a really sad film that may have not even been that sad and you sob like ugly crying yes and you drink the food I love the food I love everything about it I absolutely yeah, I, love the experience I, I, I agree but if for some reason you are there's a different when you watch a film I, I can't watch a I, love, I like a long haul flight because you get a few minutes peace and quiet and I yeah. like that you know party or long haul flight long haul flight any day of the week I like that mm-hmm. but um, uh, I think there's something must happen to your metabolism at that height where I can't I, I can't watch a film anymore because either like you I'm just blubbing over a film I wouldn't even watch before or I get furious about a film that's perfectly reasonable <laughs> I was watching Gorillas in the Mist and by the, went, but by the end of it I was cheering the people that were killing the gorillas that's how bad it was you know so you, was... you have some sort of mental aberration yes. when, you're, uh, when you're above so don't watch 30 a, yeah. feet yeah, if above 30, 35. So I, I won't watch a film on a plane if it's any good because I think I'd rather see it on a on a on my TV or a bigger screen. But I don't want to see it on one of those crappy little screens, and it's going to stop oh, halfway through no, when I they tell you that. something. So I I watch terrible films. So I look for the worst film I can find, and I don't drink on planes because I think I that's know. a waste of time as well. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Drink oh no, I'm like I'm fully like I'll watch the nearest releases because I never get to go to the cinema anymore. So that's like it's brilliant because they always have the kind of Oscar they always have the new ones so I, I absolutely love it my dad was really into flying he used to fly so he and it's not that I I mean I, I he used feel, to fly he used to fly fly what 
is it called a chipping something? A, chipping a chipmunk. A chipmunk? Yeah. Is that one? Yes, it's a little, uh, you know, monoplane. Yes, yeah, so he from. was mad about it. It was kind of like the, there was the tiger moth, and he took the top wing off and he got left with a chipmunk, kind of. He did um, this thing, this stupid thing, the night, the day before he married my mother. Maybe this was that she should have fucking read the signs. But he crashed his, um, he crashed his chipmunk into a golf course. He was absolutely fine. But, I, like, I mean, he was, he's feels the need for speed loves it loves all of it all the kind of drama but yeah managed to like absolutely do one of those my things. word yeah. it's amazing you're here then I know like, never have been I know here. their marriage didn't and last he but he it. did and I mm. was yeah so yeah he survived it but it was all very dramatic and um, he still yeah he's obsessed with flying but he I mean, still does it now yes put, whenever did, he can it didn't, but he's colourblind disaster didn't put him off then no but he's colourblind he says he's not but he absolutely is um, and so he could never have been a pilot that's that whole thing isn't it if you're colourblind, you can't be a pilot. Because you don't know which is up and which is down. I'm not sure. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I don't right. Know. Yeah, yeah. I can't get I the head. No, I yeah, can't because... understand colourblindness. I, I think it's impossible for people to understand if you I, haven't got it. Right. I do know why you can't be a pilot if you're colourblind. Because know. one thing is, I, I've sometimes go on small aeroplanes and I like sitting next to the pilot if, I'm, if he'll let me and um, and then ask him what's going on. You know, mm. so, Really, just so as if... if as an example, we were on a small aircraft together, and the and the and the pilot sort of passes out. I'll be able to grapple the controls mm. and land us safely at a nearby airfield. So I'd like to know what's going on and how it all operates. But one of the things is the way you really can't be colourblind. So if he's been lying about that, this is he's putting himself at great risk. Is when the aeroplane is landing. If mm. you're landing a plane, you have lights on the runway which tell you what your height are, is. And if you're at the, and they go from red to I think red to white and maybe green as well. Green, but they, yeah. they, you need to read whatever the right colours are. Tells you what but you're at the right height. And if you're at the wrong height, they flash up another colour so you know you're, you're coming too fast or too low. Or whatever so i should think that might be for something to do with yeah. his chipmunk experience yeah, on, yeah, his, on the eve of his wedding perhaps <laughs> so he thought it was a, it was a golf course whereas he thought he couldn't tell it's green he thought that's um, a gray landing strip I, i'll never know i think there was a malfunction with the actual engine so i don't think he was even near landing kind of near the air place whatever you call them and of course being colorblind if it came out as a red or orange sort of warning cloud you can't even oh just something else another <laughs> yeah. thing flashing okay. it's incredibly dangerous i used yeah. to like it when the pilot used to say would you like to come in they used to say would you like to come in here and try one of my cigars i seem to remember that, <laughs> that was, was the, the good old days that was the, that yeah. sounds kind of what it was like a, i remember pilots <laughs> yes, does, I... the the, the uh, cockpit of a of a airliner was very much like the staff room at school and you open the door and billows of smoke came out yes. of it. It was because they just spent Pipe all smoke. day long, all flights smoking. Yeah, all day, all day smoking. It's in the beginning of a great James Bond book. Which one is it? And it starts, he's in the casino in London playing a rubber of bridge with M and he notices the villain for the first time, who I think it's called Drax, and he says his, the smoke from his Sobrane black Russian cigarette was sucked up through the Ventaxia fan in the ceiling of the casino. Mm. Oh, blimey, yeah. yeah. Product place, a lot of product placement going on there. Yeah. Well, we've we've done a lot of product. Pla- hey, what about Blakey's segs? Do you know what I'm talking about? I it's a tr- so it's a transport sorry. thing. It's little pieces of metal that you nail into the bottom of your shoe so you can clip clock, clip clock, clip clock. Yes, you fall over in the street and they last longer if you're yeah, working in industrial situations. Yeah. 
But you like a tap dancing through. Well, it's the not really for tap dancing. It's more sort of keep your soles from wearing out. But you make a good sound as you're strolling along. But I always think this is probably the sort of thing that's more uh, based in industrial towns. You'd have it. You'd see. You'd see more of a Blakey there. They used to put them in the end, in the end of the back of your your shoe. It's like a, a homemade hobnailed boot. Yes. Really. Yeah. Steel toe cap boots. That's quite a good. Yeah. What's your favourite type of shoe for walking? Oh God. Um. I. I mean. I. I. I don't. I have a. I have a. My my Sam. My husband's parents are very into walking, so they got me those walking boots. They're very comfortable. They are, aren't they? You, you what look. Have you got on you now? look horrendous. I've just got Converse on today. Yeah. But you look horrendous. But you. They are very Bounce comfortable. Along. Italian leather, whatever. You can get them in Lime Regis, and um, they were fantastic. Do you know? I've always worn again. Converse. Have you? Like my whole life, yeah. I've never had a training shoe. So you no. work out in Converse. What's you... working out? <laughs> I think it was a bass player in Squeeze One called Harry Cooley, and he had pink platform sandals with a white sole. And for some reason, I thought, that's quite smart. Can I, try, can I borrow those from you, Harry? You know, maybe I'll sort of just be a bit smarter for the evening. So I had these pink platform sandals. And, of course, with the Veloset, it was a, it was, it was, you had to kickstart it. Mm-hmm. And it was quite an, a, it was quite a sort of thing. <laughs> it was quite a feat to get the thing going. But uh, so I... So I tried to kickstart it, but with my but my ankle buckled with the sort of kickback of the motorbike, and because of the sort of stupid sole on my shoe, I ended up having to go to Greenwich Hospital. Oh, so you tried, you were even attempting to drive a Veloset, ride a Veloset with, with, with pink, platforms, pla- pink platform sandals. I've actually driven in wedged sandals. I mean, I'm not saying it was great driving, but it's manageable. People used to have driving coats as well, which was a kind of like a sheepskin, a car coat, yeah, car coat, which would be. Maybe a thick wool, I suppose, Was because the, the heaters heating, weren't yeah. very good. Yeah, exactly. In winter. Got, yeah, and um, um, but I think it's important to be comfortable uh, when Absolutely. you're in your vehicle, uh, have good uh, visibility, um, yeah. and be fully greased up uh, <laughs> in case you need to get out of yeah. the car quickly. I'm more worried about the snacks. Sid James always used to look like he was wearing, you know, he had a trilby on and a car coat. That was a, a look that I used to very much like in the 70s. In fact, I went to see the Ramones. When they'd just come over to, so it'd be 1966, mm. uh, 76 or 7. And I went to the concert in a trilby and a very thick car coat and sat there and sweated so much that I passed <laughs> out. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
uh, you do one of the most successful podcasts um, uh, that there are um, and so what would you um, uh, which is called table manners where you have people talking about food and, mm. uh, but what would you would you have any tips for myself and, and Jim what we should uh, uh, oh, do what on. about our table manners you want table manners to start? <laughs> I can't yeah. give you tips there um, you this is ridiculous you're both esteemed entertainers and uh, seasoned pros and diners and 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 you are absolutely this is this has been such fun it's like i mean you're absolutely fine don't swear as much as me otherwise people will write in about how much you swear and you haven't sworn once i don't think actually yeah we'll tell you a bit about trevor yeah and 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 that's it we have to put explicit content or whatever um oh you have to add a little e next to it yeah pg or e it's an e i think and people writing in saying Jesse swears too much, or Lenny butts in too much. Rather, a bit too explicit for me. Don't listen to it. So yeah. Yeah, don't listen. I'm um, fuck off and don't. No, I'm checking. Um, but no, it's um, I don't swear as much as me, and you'll be fine. That's all I can say. Well, what an absolute pleasure it's been. Thank you for joining us, the wonderful Jesse Ware. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Here's your bus fare. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Jessie Ware. There she goes. I do like a story that takes me on a journey and then has a dramatic twist, which yes. is almost like a, a Hollywood movie. Yes, and there was a strange twist in the case. A very strange twist. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 